Welcome to the Rock and Roll Survivors Podcast, dedicated to those in front of the curtain, behind the curtain, and somewhere in between. I'm Kristen, and on season one, the legendary rock star Patty Quattro joins us to discuss her time with the band Fanny, the fabulous feedback from the international press, David Bowie's contributions to the fifth and final Fanny album, and so much more. So let's get started. In picking up where we left off on the last episode, we've been talking about your four songs, your contributions to the Rock and Roll Survivors album on Casablanca. And unlike the last episode where we listened to the two songs individually, I think it's really important for the last two songs on the album, side two, to be played in full because I think they're not only so perfect together as bookends, but you wrote them kind of similarly or almost with the similar idea. And there was thoughts to it in terms of the rock opera that you were coming up with. So I want to talk about this on the on the other side. So for now, let's listen to Jungle, Get Out of the Jungle, and then let's listen to the next song, Beggar Man.
Patty, when you listen to these two songs together, they're yours. You created them. Talk to us about Jungle and then talk to us about Beggar Man in terms of what you were trying to create. 
Okay. Well, first of all, there were two titles to the song. I mean, the oddest thing, I don't know why that happened, but it's listed often as either Jungle Rockstar or Get Out of the Jungle or both, one of them in parentheses. No idea why. Well, I what, was your, what was your title? Jungle Rockstar. And there was, uh, you know, again, it harkens to the passion of the music and my sense of social commentary, which I was always somehow my mind would go to. There was so much going on in the times right then with all the tricks and treats the rock arena offered. This song was simply a fun rock groove meant to note the scene going on and its huge temptations and how decisions had to be made and what one decided to partake in, especially in LA. It was a hotbed time of influencers all around you, hence get out of the jungle, get out of my mind, because you had all of this swirling around you. And it was so easy to get caught up in it. It could often be a struggle from within, no matter who you are or what and who were influencing you in this magical music ride. It's all about the music scene, this song. This was a popular song because it had such a great chorus hook line and people love to sing it. It was also in indie projects. All of my songs have been picked up for indie projects and movies and compilations. I mean, I it's weird because today they're trending toward finding tunes that haven't been overused in commercials and different things. So they love finding the raw and fresh stuff. So I have a good agent. He's been <laughs> working hard and selling and it's been pretty cool. It just comes to me and oh, I made another placement. So it's very well, cool. But it's, but it's great music. I mean, Jungle well, somebody's Rockstar. liking it because they're putting it in their projects. It's fabulous. It's, really funny. it's fabulous. So well, I, one of the things I love on this song, and I, I really give Vinnie Poncia a lot of credit for the production of this album. I think he did a great job. I love Bree's drums on this song because they're jungle oh. drums. I mean, I just love that. I love the touch of it. I love the idea. I still, to this day, when if I start obsessing over something or if I'm thinking, I will say to myself, get out of the jungle, get out of my mind, <laughs> because it really is such a fabulous line. Was Jungle Rockstar something you had done before, or is it something that you did when you were with Fanny? I did this with Fanny. This was with Fanny. And um I'm not sure if I wrote it right before I came in or what, or whether I was on the road and wrote it and brought it to them. But um, again, uh, it tells about the street life and things going on, but it's like, you know, and influencers, the lines sort of indicate that, you know, city streets are streaming, crying for more, you know, you pay the fee and all that, you know. And it's funny because the one line, spin a dance of death, you know, going down the drugway, it's not for you. You know, the, the realization, you know, what are you going to, are you going to do bits and pieces of your broken dreams? That's the drug people. And, you know, why are you going to do? get out of the jungle, get out of your mind, you know, put your head on, wish on a star, just go a different direction. It's, it's just like comparing those kinds of lives. And it just really affected me. And led right into Beggar Man. <laughs> well, I want to get to Beggar Man, but before we do, I just want to yeah. touch on something you just said 
about jungle and, you know, get out of the, basically get out of the jungle, wish on a star. So is this a combination of Detroit and LA? You said it's the music scene. Is it just the music scene in general? It, I, for me then, I believe it was more LA. What I had in the past, but taking it in this mainstream way. I mean, LA was mainstreamed into all of it. You know, I mean, we had it in Detroit, same thing. But it just, you know, you're in the big city and you see all these influences around you and everything. It just had a different bent to it, you know, as you landed in the middle of that scene. There was so much music going on. Well, and I can hear you right now singing the line, it's not for you. I love it so much. (laughs) So So you've already talked about how Jungle Rockstar goes into Beggar Man in terms of creatively. So talk about Beggar Man. Beggar Man was used in the rock opera because it fits so well. It refers to a life that I didn't leave. I mean, straight Patty. You know, I just wasn't into that scene. And what a dichotomy to insert myself into that kind of life and not be into that part of it, which was such a part of it. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll, you know. And it's my sneaky song. It's funky Patty time. It sneaks up on you with elements that I wanted in it. So... It was very constructed, very purposefully in my mind. Tell tell more about this. It was one of the most difficult songs I had to perform on guitar and sing at the same time with the lyrics going in complete opposite what the guitar was doing. The lick, you know, it's so funky. I mean, there's my Detroit and it just was very difficult to sing the words. And I was trying to um, dynamically perform the words because it was whispery and all that. You know, I was sneaking into it until I got into it. And that was all purposefully. It was a, a funky, crazy ass challenge, but I loved it so much. I was determined to pull it off while singing in this sort of moody, sneaky, soft lyric. And then it opens up into the fun stuff. <laughs> Um, the the guitar, like, you know, the lead and all that. Um, it wasn't easy. And Nikki just, oh, perfect what she added. The moody keys she added. Nikki, I mean, we were in sync that way, you know, in my opinion. That's how I felt. She knew what to put into my song. She knew exactly the right thing. And I love that part of Nikki. She she got into a song and we both wanted to add elements that would make the song come off good. Uh, And the bit at the end, she, oh. I love the bit at the end. I love both of you. I just, it still gets to me. I still get chills. I love it. I do too. Well, I want to just tease this out a little bit more. So beggar man means what? Who is, are you talking about parasitic? Addiction, people in that life. It's uh, a stranger in my town, not my life, though it was all around me. It was sad what some chose to live their life in. And no one thinks to cry, you know, a tear falling from your eye. It's like the addicted person knows 
but can't stop. It's just so sad to me how many lost souls to that kind of life. It was so much in rock and roll. And it affected me. I was always an observer of this crazy life that I chose willingly. And I knew what it entailed because my dad had educated us. You know, he's he was a musician, but he was straight also, a, a straight shooter all the way. And I always had a hard time marrying up what some chose to do and how it all often ended up in my songs. For me, the music was always enough. One of the things I love about all of your songs and you in general as a performer is you have such a unique way of phrasing when you sing, and yet it's so in the pocket every single time. And to this day, if I breathe at a certain (laughs) tone, key, I completely imitate you or I can hear you. How did you come up with all of this breathing in the song? I know that's a silly question, but it's just it's so not. cool. It's not. It's a big part of this song and a big part of what I did in background vocals. Even on other songs, you'll hear it. Beggar Man, the syncopation and the whole thing. I knew, you know, I couldn't sit still to it for one thing. I mean, it just always got me moving because it had that funk lead and, you know, all that dee, 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 dee. Oh, it got my juices flowing. So I knew the background vocals had to have something special. And I owe it to my family, my dad, in dynamics, vocal dynamics, going soft, going loud. You know, I mean, at the end, you hear the singer singing Stranger in My Town over and over and over. Stranger. I mean, I made them back off the mic. I told them exactly what to, you know, make it come forward, you know. And it, it was just really important to me. And all those back, ooh, ooh, you know, I wanted to make them go up, then come down. I like to vary the background stuff and make it interesting. I can't stand hearing a song that just does the normal what you would expect, you know, little refrain in the background vocals. No, do something interesting with it because it adds to the whole element. That was extremely, the nuancing was very extremely important. I was fussy. I was fussy. It's always been my approach. Don't make it boring. Do something interesting. Well, I love the the part that you're talking about with the, you know, background, ooh, 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 and then Nikki going. Yes, exactly. It's just the, the oh, I just, and the syncopation you're talking about is so special. And when you, all of us get to hear you perform that live, you know, you realize how good you are. Not that you don't realize that before, but you could, it could be a studio. You could have done it one way and then done the vocals after you've done the guitar work and all of that. But no, you did this live and you nailed it. Oh, we love doing this song. I know Nikki enjoyed it too. She put in so many cool parts. She really did. (laughs) It's just wonderful. 